Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, and you know what that means. It means Derek, your man is back. Who's Derek? He's your Uncle Tom. Derek Wilburn, coming to you live from Colorado. Let's bring him on. Derek is here to rip the chains and the lies that the media likes to spin around all of our heads and lay down the truth. Here's our man of the hour. I like it. Welcome, Derek. I like it. I like it. Thank you, king of the world. That was the king of the entire world who just introduced me. I bet you didn't know the world had a king. Well, now you do. I'm Derek Robert. This is the Tuesday edition of Uncle Tom Talks. We are into the middle of March already. You know, time. What a concept. The older you get, the faster it moves. That's just remarkable in its truth. God almighty. It's like I'm already making plans for summertime. You know, it's March because it'll be here like that. But when you're a four-year-old and it's March, it tells you we're going to Disneyland this summer in June. Oh, it's going to take forever. You know, it seems like seems like it'll never get here when you're four years old. When you're a parent, you start packing in March. Unbelievable. But it is middle of March. It is Uncle Tom Talks. I am Derek Wilburn, the host of Uncle Tom Talks. I was just introduced by, and this show is produced by, the former two-time heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed. You talking about that old fool, Apollo Creed? I most certainly am. I most certainly am. The Dancing Destroyer, the Count of Monte Fisto. Couldn't get it done without him. Tonight we're going to get into, you know, the, the Democrat Party has some real problems at the top of the party. Some real problems. And the, the two biggest problems to my way of thinking are these. Number one, the, the Democrats who are the most visible and vocal are, are, are if they're not communists, they're, they're knocking on the door. Okay, so the, the Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders once was his own faction within the Democrats. He was out there all by himself. Clearly is clearly communistic on a lot of things. And they did their best to keep him at arm's, arm's length. He was just like crazy Uncle Bernie. Keep him away from the rest of the party. Well, he's becoming mainstream, or at least his ideas. So the, the banner carriers, the most visible members of the party, look at the people who were on the stage during the 2020 primary debates, uh, the primary debates, uh, Julian Castro, Elizabeth Warren, even especially the younger ones like Castro, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, like Rashida Tlaib, like uh, Ilhan Omar, you know, the people who are under 50, they're radically left. And everybody knows it. The Democrats know it. Uh, these people are you know, Beto O'Rourke. They're they're way they're, they're they now occupy the space that Bernie used to occupy by himself, and thus have pulled the entire party to the left along with them. So that's a real problem for the Democrats because mainstream America is by and large anti-socialist, anti-communist. Now we may be drifting that direction. I wouldn't argue that we are not, but the ideas that Alexandria. Ocasio-Cortez has for this country and how to govern it and registered Democrat in Peoria are two very, very different things. So they have a real problem with the ideological split within the party because the radical far-left ideological 
group that used to be Bernie all by himself is now like 62% of the party. The other problem they have is those at the top who are charged with messaging. Okay, so right now, the people that are carrying the flag, that are planting the flag in the ground for the Democrat Party, the people to whom the media with their microphones and cameras rush, at the top of the party are Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, President, Vice President, Speaker of the House, right? That's just how it works. That's the top of the party. They get the most camera time, and that's a real problem for the Democrat Party, too, because these people are not good in front of a camera. They're really not good speaking publicly into a microphone in front of a camera. Uh, Joe, I won't beat up on Joe at this point. Uh, Joe's problem is just senility. He's, he's 80, 82 years old, and um, the train just doesn't run as fast as it once did. And it's his case, in his case, it wasn't all that swift to begin with. I mean, his ability to get through an entire interview or press conference when he was 45 without making gaffes and mistakes and what have you, uh, he couldn't do it then. He really can't do it now. So relying on him, I mean, his press conferences are scripted. He's made the mistake of saying himself in his own press conferences, okay, folks, as usual, they've given me a list of people that I'm supposed to call on. Uh, Brian from CNN, what's your question? All right, they have to script everything. He, he just can't. I have two parents with who are dementia sufferers, and I'm not saying Joe has dementia. I'm not his doctor. I've never seen his doctor's report. I'm not prepared to make that accusation, but he's clearly got some issues with senility. And I'm sympathetic to that. My parents are there too. Um, they just can't rely on him. Nancy Pelosi, she's she's never been good in front of a camera. Well, not never. The last 10 years, uh, she's declining too. She's in her 80s also, uh, not as sharp as she once was. The rumors, and I can't say they're anything more than that, but the rumors that she's fond of the bottle and gets in front of cameras a little tipsy on more occasions than a few, um, there are people inside the Beltway who will claim those rumors are very, very true. She's not particularly good at messaging. She, she, her dentures come loose every now and then too. That leaves the vice president. Kamala Harris is is an embarrassment. If if I'm a Democrat, if I'm if I'm running the DNC, or if I'm a big money donor. You know, if I really want to see the Democrat Party succeed and see someone grab the banner and carry it forward, I'm not who, who I'm not sure who I'm looking to. I don't know who that person is. It can't be one of these communists. It can't be Julian Castro. It can't be Cory Booker. Uh, he's just too angry. It can't be uh, AOC. She's just too far left. It can't be any of that generation of the new communists that are taking over the party. It can't be Nancy Pelosi, it can't be Chuck Schumer, it can't be Joe Biden. They're just too old. They've stuck around way too long, uh, and, and the, the, the tread on that tire is getting too thin. That leaves the vice should be the person that you look to. But Kamala Harris is just awful. And I'm not even going to get into her politics. Obviously, I disagree with her on a policy basis. I think her ideas for the country are wrong. But that's not what it's about. It's about how does she do when the lights come on and the microphone and the, the tape recorders are rolling and the, the heat is on to, do, to, to, to deliver the goods. She's not very good. And I'd be very worried if I were a Democrat. Run examine. Uh, she gets accused of word salad. 
And I think that's, I didn't coin the term word salad, but when it comes to Harris, uh, it, it applies pretty well. Um, so sometimes she just, you know, what is she talking about? What are we talking about here? She's just out of left, out in left field. Um, there are a lot of places you could read on the internet where her staff, where she's had pretty good turnover for one year, her vice presidential staff, there's people walking out left and right, and then they start singing. They start singing about what they saw, which is what everyone does when they leave the White House, whether the Democrat or Republican or whatever. Uh, they want to sell books and, and get booked on interviews and, and get speakers fees and what have you. So Kamala Harris's exiting staff, uh, they, they describe her as very mean, uh, very power hungry, just not a pleasant individual, but not big into preparation. Now, she doesn't like to spend the, the hours that it takes perfecting the art of messaging researching what it is I'm going to be talking about in front of the cameras tomorrow morning and having a good grasp and working knowledge of what's going on. Apparently, that's just not really her thing, and it shows. So I'm going to show a handful of clips, and I've beaten up on her in the past, but this is important. I mean, this is the, the vice president of the United States, depending on who you talk to, and you have to assume she has her eye on a run for the big office. Uh, you have to assume that's true. Uh, I, I even if it isn't true, you have to assume that it is. I don't know any, anything that would indicate it's not. Uh, so it's important. Um, not to mention that the president might not make it. I mean, Joe is looking frail. And I'm not saying he's going to die in office. I, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, but he may not make it to the finish line for a number of other reasons. Uh, his own party may try to oust him because he becomes an embarrassment and claim he's not mentally capable. I mean, who knows? But the vice president is an important office, regardless. So we're going to look at a couple things that the vice president has said recently. This is um, this is a little scary. So we're going to queue up. Let me get my cut numbers up here. Uh, we're going to queue up. Get cut number one. We'll start at the top, um, heavyweight champ. This is a very short. This isn't her speaking so much as just, lady, really? Really? I mean, you're the vice president? So she was doing a, I, I'm not actually sure where this is from. I pulled it off of a Fox News clip. Uh, but she was demonstrating the delicate art of plugging in an electric vehicle. So, you know, they're, they're now talking about incentivizing us and, and, and uh, tax credits and everything else to get more people to buy electric cars. That's a show in and of itself. Because I think what most people believe what most people believe is that electric cars produce no emissions, therefore they're better for the environment. I think that's what most people think. I really do. That's that's how that's that's the, the deepest they go with it. And of course, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but regardless, she was showing how to plug in an electric car because she's a greenie. All the Dems are greenies, and how great this is going to be. This is this is an amazing clip. It's only about 20 seconds. Hit it. There we are. That's it. And there's no sound or fume. There, there is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so all there is. So for all of us who are used to every morning to we... filling our tank, we, we you usually can smell it and and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. Right. None of that. None of so that. So how do I know it's actually working? It oh. is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
There's no fumes. There's no gurgling, guzzling sound. This is amazing. I don't know. This is the, the, the vice president. There's no fumes. Can't smell anything. How do I know it's working? Okay, so that's just not so much policy. Just, lady, you're the vice president. Now let's do um, let's do cut number two. This is this is just I think last week. So there's a lot going on. Uh, needless to say, in Europe, uh, everyone knows Ukraine, Russia, this whole conflict. The White House sends Harris over there, sent her to the border, made her the border czar. That was a disaster, just a disaster. She got obliterated. In fact, I had to narrow down the number of clips I wanted to use on this show because there's so many of her attempts to explain things that just go awry. That you just have no idea what she's talking about. There are so many of them. I had to narrow it down. And this is, I believe, last week uh, when she was speaking with the president of Poland. You've probably seen this. She was speaking with the president of Poland, did her cackle laugh during a question about refugees, got obliterated for that. But this portion of that press conference got lost because of the cackle laugh. Let's hit cut number two. The UN has set up a process by which there will be a review and investigations, and we will, of course, participate as appropriate and necessary. But we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet, based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. Pregnant women going for health care, being injured by, I don't know, a missile, a bomb, in an unprovoked, unjustified war. Okay, cut, kill it right there. We're a powerful. What? Quote. So this is in response to questions about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, obviously. Quote, the UN has set up a process by which there will be a review and investigations, and we will, of course, participate as appropriate and necessary, but we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet, because based on what we've been able to see and because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limit it to what we have seen. Pregnant women going for help here, just injured by, I don't know, a missile, a bomb, unquote. What is she talking about? Pregnant women going for help and being injured by, I don't know, a missile? I, I guess that's happened. But just word salad, right? That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. I, just, I don't know what you're talking about. And neither does anybody else. So let's go back 
I think another week. Cut number three, this is the vice president being asked point blank about inflation. And here's her answer when asked, I mean, inflation, this is economics 101. I mean, I have a degree in economics, but I, even before I had it, I could have done a better job of asking, answering questions about inflation and how government policy can combat it. But in cut three, here's how your vice president answers that question. Thank you. Our next question will come from Jennifer Jacobs at Bloomberg. Okay, you hold on to it. Um, Ma'am, the U.S. is experiencing record inflation, the worst in 30 years, way beyond expectations. OPEC didn't increase oil production. Can you tell us a little bit about how you would prevent the, the new spending and your Build Back Better agenda from exacerbating the problem? And also, what else are you going to do to fix this problem with inflation? All right, thank you. Well, let's okay. start with this. Inflation. Prices have gone up, and oh. families and individuals are dealing with the realities of, of the, that bread costs more, that gas costs more. And we have to understand oh. what that means. That's about the cost of living going up. That's about That's having to stress and stretch limited resources. That's about a source oh. of stress for families that is not only economic, but is on a daily level, something that is a heavy weight to carry. So it is something that we take very seriously. Very seriously. seriously. Good. And we know very from the history seriously. of this issue in the United States that when you see these prices go up, it has a direct impact on the quality of life for all people yeah. in our country. So it's a big issue. Okay, we yeah, take got it, it seriously. It's, and it is a priority, huge. therefore. So we have addressed it in a number okay. of ways. One of the um, issues that we know is, is related to this is uh, the supply chain issue that we just discussed. And so mm -hmm. on a domestic level, in terms of domestic policy, one of the approaches we have taken is to work with labor unions and to work with municipalities in opening back up and extending the hours of our ports um, there are actually three I have in mind, Los Angeles, uh, Long Beach, and Savannah. Um, and in fact, part of the infrastructure um, bill benefit is uh, most recently what we will do to assist Savannah in, in broadening their ability to be an active port. And we have seen a reduction in the, in the container ships um, off of the Long Beach and LA ports because of what we have done, which is to extend, as you know, the 24, or to extend the hours to now 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, but there is also a point that is important to make on the Build Back Better framework. One, it is designed to make it less expensive for working people to live. Oh, okay, it good. It is specifically designed to bring down the costs of childcare and increase accessibility and availability, designed okay. to bring down the cost of elder care and make That's it available to, to all those working families that need that support and need that help. And Good. Build Back Better is not going to cost anything. We're paying for it. So when we can Good get way. Build Back Better passed, and we are optimistic that we will, the American people will see costs actually reduced around some of the most essential services that they need to 
to take care okay. of their basic responsibilities, including issues like childcare and elder care, and also preschool. And that's an important point to mention also. And in fact, I had some conversations here in France, including with the Minister of Education in France, about the, again, global impact of the pandemic on childcare, but also on education, and in particular for our youngest children. Inflation. Uh, the question about inflation. We're able to do that, three and four years old, getting education, at no cost, what that is going to do How in terms of not only inflation? supporting working families who otherwise can't afford to put their kids in a private situation and have and otherwise don't have it available, that's going to have a huge impact on lowering the cost for families. So that is a big part of our agenda, and um, I think it's important what about to inflation? Um, stress that it's not going to cost anything for the American taxpayer. And it's all free. Okay, so there's so much in this, but i got to hurry. So she spends the first third of her, her, the question is pretty clear. What is the administration doing to address rising costs, to address inflation? She spends the first third of her answer explaining that inflation means things are getting more expensive. That's what she literally did. Prices are going up. Things are getting more expensive. And, and, and we're serious about that. We have to understand that when prices go up, it hurts America's families. Okay, well, thanks for all that information. So she spends a third of the time explaining that inflation means things are getting more expensive. Then the only real thing that she addressed was the supply chain issue as it relates to our ports, three ports in particular, Long Beach, Savannah, and uh, what was the first one? I think it was New York City, uh, I think. But the only really thing that she points to that we have done is expanding the hours of those ports so they operate 24-7, which I don't know that the federal government has any control over that, and I don't know that those ports don't operate 24-7 already anyway. I mean, the government can't demand the port of Long Beach stay open 24-7, at least I don't think they can. And then she goes into talking about childhood education and Build Back Better and how childhood education, free pre-K, and all these things are going to be free. They're not going to cost the American people anything. Well, we're talking about trillion dollar plus bills. These bills they write are, are trillion dollar plus. Who does she think pays for it? It's not going to cost anything. It's all just going to be free. What, you're just going to wave a magic wand and, and find a, 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 a pit with a million dollars of cash in it or a billion or a trillion it's all just free it's just word salad it, it's just it's like remember when you're in school and you're the teacher your teacher's going around the class asking questions about homework assignment last night and you didn't read it you know darn well you didn't read it you have no idea you didn't read it so you're sitting there hoping and praying the teacher doesn't call on you but then she does, or then he does. And you just gotta fake it till you make it. Because you know, because you didn't read it. We've all been there. Some of us more recently than others, but we've all been there. That's Harris. She's not prepared. She doesn't have the answers ready to go off the top. And so you get three minutes of word salad of just pontificating about whatever drifts into her mind. What is providing pre-K child care for free? have to do with the federal government's policies to combat inflation. Nothing. She just didn't do the homework last night. 
So she's faking it till she's making it, and she's not making it. Now, let's, um, Champ, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Let's jump to cut number five. Instead of going to four, we'll go to five. Uh, this is also very recent history. The situation in Ukraine has been steadily escalating. That's another show. But she's asked about the situation in Ukraine and explains that it's dynamic. Cut five. This was a productive trip in terms of the extensive bilateral meetings that we had that were in furtherance of the ongoing collaboration and partnership with our allies. Uh, it was important in that, as you all know, this is uh, a moment that is very dynamic, if not every hour, certainly every day. Um, there seem to be um, new um, moments of, of interest and also of intelligence. And so we have affirmed, however, all of that being said, through these last couple of days, that this alliance is strong, probably stronger than it was before, and, um, and that this alliance has purpose and meaning founded on shared principles that are very much at play right now. During your meeting with President Zelensky, he spoke a little bit about asking the U.S. for specific defense aid. Could you talk a little bit about what he asked the United States for and what the U.S. has agreed to offer? Sure. Well, I'll tell you what I think you already know. Um, so far, we have offered, and not even offered, we have, um, we have transferred and, and given $650 million in aid. We have also made certain uh, loan guarantees around, in particular, $1 billion. And that is on top of all of the work that we have done collectively through the NATO alliance to provide support for Ukraine. Is, is there anything new that you are planning to uh, offer Ukraine? Um. Well, what I made clear in our meeting and, uh, is that, again, this is a dynamic situation. And depending Very on dynamic. what happens in the coming days, we will reevaluate the need that Ukraine has and our ability to support. And we have been doing that through the course of these many months. Okay, so we're going to evaluate and, and provide support. That is someone who did not read last night's homework and got called on by the teacher to answer a specific question about it. That's what that was. And what's with the mask? Oh, for the love of Pete. You're standing up there on a stage. The, the, the press pool is out there 20 feet away in the audience. You're all by yourself on the stage. Whatever. Uh, just ill-prepared. Just, just throwing together words. And cut number four. Last one of the show. She was asked, this is a pretty simple question. Will the United States increase energy production? We're all getting killed at the pump. The policies of this administration are putting the squeeze on everybody at the gas pump. And of course, that is a, that is a tax on the poor that disproportionately affects the poor. If you're wealthy, if you're making $600,000 a year and you have a Mercedes Benz and a couple BMWs in the garage, yeah, paying four fifty a gallon kind of sucks, but it isn't changing your life. If you're a struggling mother of two uh, and you're pulling down $56,000 a year, that change of price at the pump is, is pretty significant. So as usual, Democrat policies are only hurting the lower classes. So she gets asked about this, and here's her answer. Uh, Creed, whatever we're up to now, uh, cut number four. The Ukrainian ambassador has said 
the only way to really hit Putin where it hurts is to go after his oil and gas sector. And some senators agree, Republican and Democrat. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, for example, mentioned that the U.S. is still currently buying approximately 600,000 barrels of, of crude and uh, other petroleum products every single day. Is that on the table? Is that something that the administration would continue, would consider in terms of further sanctions, cutting off the oil and gas uh, part of the economy for Russia? Well, as you know, that on this issue, for example, we applaud Germany in terms of what it has done as it relates to Nord Stream 2, as it relates to what we need to do domestically as well as, as what we need to do in terms of this issue generally. We have, as the president said, uh, reevaluated what we're doing in terms of the strategic oil reserve here in the United States to make sure that it will not have an impact or we can mitigate the impact on the American consumer. Uh, but let's, let's take this one step at a time understanding that right now on the issue of energy, our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are, we are unified in our approach to this issue. Does that make you feel better about gas prices? We're, we're unified with our allies in our approach to this issue? Did she answer the question at all? Was she even in the same ballpark? We applaud Germany and what they've done with regards to Nord Stream 2. Uh, and we're, we're, we're firm with our allies and uh, we're, we're, we're approaching this the right way. What is the administration going to do to help struggling Americans be able to afford to buy a tank full of gas. It's a very simple. And what did you get? Word salad. The same thing you got when asked about, uh, about Ukraine. The same thing you got when asked about inflation. The same thing. She, this, is, this is how she answers 70% of the time. Just this conflagration of words that when put together, don't add up to anything. But we all watch the television coverage of just yesterday that's on top of everything else that we know that we don't know and that we don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And just because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. That's an actual quote from the Vice President of the United States of America. It's time to move on. Enough beating up on, on Kamala Harris. So I began this by saying the Democrat Party's got some real problems, and they do. Now, granted, for a portion of voters in the nation, it doesn't matter. Whoever the D on the ticket is, is who they're going to vote for, period. And whoever the R is on the ticket is who some people are going to vote for, regardless. But when you get outside of that, the loyal base, they've got some real issues. Uh, you cannot hang your flag on the Bernie Sanders wing of the party. You cannot count on the elder wing of the party, Dianne Feinstein, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. I mean, these people are, are they're walking fossils. They're, just, they're not going to make it much longer. And that leaves, you know, it's clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am. The person stuck in the middle, the one who naturally the burden of carrying the flag forward should fall to is that individual. And she's just not up to the task. 
She's just not up to the task. But I'll tell you what we are up to. We are up to the segment of the show that you've been waiting for. Real fake headlines. Real fake, head, fake headlines. The gaming sensation. That's taking rooted at by storm. This is how it goes. If you've never played real fake headlines before, get ready to type into the chat. I'm going to read you four headlines. Of these four, three are real. One is a fake. All you have to do is figure out the fake, type into the chat, one, two, three, or four, which my producer, Apollo Creed, the former heavyweight champion of the world, will keep an eye on, and see if you can figure out the fake headline when you read it. Creed, are you ready? Ready. Real fake headline number one. Amazon, of course, a Seattle-based company. Amazon relo relocates employees in Seattle because of violent crime. Amazon relocates employees in Seattle because of violent crime. Headline number two. Police sergeant indicted for pursuing suspects who died after crashing into utility poles. All right, so he's chasing the suspects. They get into a crash and die, and he's the one that gets indicted by a grand jury. Headline number three, affordable housing activists demand home builders build fewer houses. A house can't stand divided against itself. And headline number four, cell phone maker admits using Chinese chip may have posed, quote, privacy and security risks, close quote. Gee, you think? The Chinese, the Chinese are, they're watching you, watching me right now. All right, there's your four headlines. We're going to give them to you again, rapid fire. Start getting your votes in. When you think you know the fake, just put that number into the chat, and the, the Dancing Destroyer will let me know who's voting on what, if anyone is voting at all. Headline number one, Amazon relocates employees in Seattle because of violent crime. Headline number two, police sergeant indicted for pursuing suspects who died after crashing into utility poles. Headline number three, affordable housing activists demand home builders build fewer homes. And headline number four, a cell phone maker apparently has admitted that using Chinese chips may have posed, quote, a private and security risk, <clears throat> end quote. Okay, get your votes in five seconds. Five, four, three, Apollo Creed, any votes tonight? We have uh, number two, and they hope that it is fake. So votes are in on number two right now, okay? Anyone else? Anyone else? Bueller? Bueller? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? John Cameron, Teenagers Coming of Age in the 1980s movies. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, Weird Science. My wife's never seen any of those. My wife and I both came of age in the 80s. We both graduated high school in the 80s. How is it possible? 
to escape the 80s without having seen any of those movies? I have no idea. Okay, here we go. So let's put the headline up first. Let's put up headline number one, remind people what it was. Amazon, big Seattle company, relocating employees in Seattle because of violent crime. That goes with image number one. This is happening here and now. And if you click, if you want to read this story, which I did, the Amazon isn't the only one. A locally owned bakery just closed two of its bakeries downtown Seattle. And, uh, you know, they've defunded the police. They've stopped prosecuting crimes. Their, their employees aren't safe. And so they're just saying goodbye. They don't have a choice. So how's that whole defund the police thing working out for you? Okay. Um, votes were in on number two. Let's put up headline number two, police sergeant. Where'd it go? Oh, okay. We'll put the headline up, the, the, the image up first then. This is true. You can find this on Blue Lives Matter. A police sergeant was called to a crime scene. A robbery was in process. The perps jumped into their car and took off. He jumped into his and did the same. This is what police do. They chase and attempt to apprehend criminals. The criminals lost control of their vehicle and crashed, killing them in the process. And now a grand jury has indicted this veteran police officer. He's a sergeant, so clearly a veteran, has indicted him for chasing criminals. Who, who would be a cop today? Who would be a cop today? The criminals are the good guys. The police are the bad guys in so many cities in America. Number two is real. Let's put up the headline number three. Affordable housing activists demand home builders build fewer houses. How can this not be a fake? Well, image number three will answer this question. These people, they <laughs> talk about can't win for losing. They don't know whether they're coming, going, inside out, upside down. Uh, they don't understand economics. Home builders, stop building all those homes. You're killing supply and demand. And that leaves headline number four. Cell phone maker admits using what uh, admits using Chinese chips may have posed privacy and security risk. And I think I put this with image number sixteen, didn't I, Creed? This is a fake. Although <laughs> truth is stranger than fiction. So that was this week's real fake headlines. I say this week's instead of tonight's because this is the only installment of Uncle Tom Talks this week. Thursday, I have a hard conflict, um, which part of which consists of going to my local school board meeting. If you aren't aware of what's happening in my local school board, go to conservative-daily.com, surf the Uncle Tom Talks archives. A couple shows ago, three shows ago, you can get the update on our local school board. Uh, there's, I'm getting engaged. I'm getting engaged in the local school boards, uh, and you need to as well. I'm not going to go into it now, but it's people like you and I taking our eye off that ball and letting the radical left completely take control of and dominate our education system 60 years ago that has resulted in what we see happening today. So 
Uh, when I have the choice between doing this podcast or going to my school board meeting, school board is going to win out every time. That's going to happen on Thursday. We'll see you one week from tonight. Catch Uncle Tom Talks at conservative-daily.com, DLive, Spotify, all over the place. Text FREEDOM. Oh, here we go. Let's do this first. So uh, Rumble is where I'm slowly but surely migrating. I'm getting off of YouTube and moving to Rumble. But Rumble, DLive, Twitch, it's all Uncle Tom Talks. Telegram, uh, a little more complicated, t.me slash Uncle Tom Talks. And as always, text FREEDOM. FREEDOM to 89517 to get live updates on your phone. Hey, Derek's about to go on the air. Stop what you're doing and tune in. This has been Uncle Tom Talks. Until I see ya, I won't see ya. Everybody, thank you again for tuning in to Uncle Tom Talks on this beautiful Tuesday. You won't be back Thursday, but we'll see you next week. So get ready to Derek to, again, rip the lies that the media likes to spin in all of our minds. Lay down the truth. We'll see you next time. Live Tuesdays and Thursdays normally at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you next time.